Hello and welcome to Local Matters. I'm your host, Buddy Pearson, and on this show, we talk about education. Now, this is my first official show taking over for former Tennessee Tech President Dr. Bob Bell. Since I am the Communications and Marketing Supervisor for Putnam County Schools, my first official guest just so happens to be the director of the Putnam County School System, Corby King. Corby, welcome to the show. Hey, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Always enjoyed coming on with Dr. Bell. I know you know we look forward to hearing from you every week and uh, being on your show often as well. Yeah, it's not like it's, we never talk. I mean, it's this not. Is, yeah. you know, get to see you at the office. I feel like I got roped into this one yeah, just a little you did. bit. Yeah, you absolutely uh, did. That, that's okay, though. It's always good to share the, what's happening in our schools with the community. So, Well, you know, the 2023-24 school year is closing in on the first nine weeks. Uh, in, in your assessment, how do you think this first nine weeks has gone so far? We've had a really good first nine weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the students settled in very quickly. Uh, the teachers uh, quickly into a routine. Uh, the academic push, the progress, the things that we're doing. We always have so much going on yeah. in the school system. Uh, and people forget, you know, sometimes, or, or don't really forget, but we get lost in the shuffle. It's just that academic press that we have to make right and uh the, the teachers keep that at the forefront and so do the students and and we are the really working hard the teachers uh raising the bar just mm-hmm. elevating the standards when we talk about students needing to meet or exceed expectations that bar at the state is set so high yeah and and it's a difficult bar to achieve uh but we want to do that in putnam county and our folks are committed to making sure our students have the opportunity and the tools they need uh, identifying learning gaps, mm-hmm. uh, learning how to read, interpret data, and choose those gaps where they may be or not choose them, but identify the gaps where they are. And then it's almost like your doctor, you're prescribing, this is what we need to do to address that for that student. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've had a lot of focus this first nine weeks uh, in, in our work with teachers, the data team, the professional learning communities, working with our coaches, working with our administrators. All the while, we're still involved in all the fun stuff. Yeah. You know, we've had homecoming going on. The last two weeks, we had Upperman High School a couple weeks ago, homecoming. This past week, homecoming at Cobble High School. This week is homecoming at Monterey High School. And, you know, those are the things I remember as a student. Yes. And part of that, you you want to come back and be a teacher because you love school. You want to be a part of that. Those are the things that were also so much fun. Yeah. Uh, the activities going on, the dress up, the pep rallies. The I don't know if the students love it as much as we did. <laughs> I, I hope they do. I think some uh, of them do. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Uh, man, th- I just remember those things were so much fun. And uh, I think you know, we sometimes lose sight of those things, yeah. that we can have fun in school. And we have to do that. Right. Uh, and in our elementary schools, having the, the dress-up weeks and doing their fundraisers and the, the, the panda run, the cougar run, the, you know, the, the brave run, you know, all the things that we do in the elementary schools, middle schools, football seasons are wrapping up in the middle schools, right. basketball's already started, just always so much happening. And, and then you have the band and chorus concerts and, and yeah, it, it's, already starting up it, it is it's, it's really kind of amazing to watch it all unfold and develop uh and, and see there's so many people involved and so many students uh it's it's really fun well is there anything that's really stood out do you think from a positive standpoint that when you look back so far it's like man this is maybe i didn't expect this but i'm seeing this and, and this is a, a total positive uh in our school system right now I think just students become re-engaging. Yeah. And I don't know how else to say this, but, you know, we still, it's taken time coming right. out of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I know we don't want to talk about that. We don't blame COVID on, you know, where we were. And I feel like we did a lot of things well during that time or as well as we could. But it still happened. We had, but it happened. 
but it's taken a while for students to get back in the groove and families to get back in the groove. And I, I think that's a positive. I, I see uh, good positive energy. When I'm in the buildings, you can feel people are enjoying themselves yeah. and wanting to be there. When you go into classrooms and you see the work that's happening and, and where the teachers are are actively engaged in, in, in the instruction and, and students are learning, uh, those those are good positives, and I think that's happening uh, across our district. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think for us, that's what we want and expect. I know as, as administrators we do, but also as parents. Sure. Uh, when our kids come home, we want them to have had a good day and had a good experience and that they've learned something. Yeah. And when I talk to most parents, that's what I hear. Uh, you know, we always have issues, right? things that don't go well. Uh, but most for the most part, people are having a good time and they're learning, and that's what we want. Well, you talk about something positive, and I know this is a busy week. And since fall break's coming up, a lot of people are looking forward to fall break. It's <laughs> <Me>. like, yes, <laughs> we're going to get through this week, and then it's fall yes. break. But uh, but because of that, we've got a work session with the school board on Wednesday night. Busy and you have week. a school board meeting on Thursday night. Yes. All this in the week before you go to fall and break. And fall district meeting on Tuesday night in Trousdale County with the school board. Oh that they have, we, we, I, I go with them, but we all have to attend. Yeah. It's a busy week. Wow. Uh, can you give us some insight, maybe, what's going to be happening at the work session on Wednesday? Sure. Uh, so that work session was originally scheduled. We do these quarterly just mm-hmm. to check in on our progress. You know, the school board has annual goals, uh, the strategic plan. We just went through the big strategic plan process last year, uh, set some really aggressive goals for this school year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just check progress. Where are we? What's the next steps? Where do we need to go? Are there any big projects on the horizon? Just it's updating the board. Normally, we do those following a board meeting. This this week, we're doing it the night before because we have several policies that, that are on the agenda, some as a second and final reading, that the board members need some clarification, and it's all related to changing uh, changing laws, things that, that happened in the General Assembly last year, yeah. uh, and policies that need to be updated as a result. Some mm-hmm. of them are already in effect. We're already kind of doing some things, uh, and some that we just need to change our policies to update. So the board members ask if we could do the work session before they vote on these just to make sure they're clear, we're clear, and everything, we're all on the same page. Right. So, you know, they are responsible for establishing policy. Uh, that's their primary goal. Yeah. So uh, once we do the policy uh, adjustment, that, that'll be a big focus of our work session. And then it's uh, my job to enforce that or see that it's enforced. And uh, we'll spend the first 30 minutes or so of the session Wednesday night going through policies. We'll spend probably another 20 to 30 minutes getting updates on uh, the maintenance and facilities. That's also a yeah. big concern for the board members. We've got lots of projects going on. Right. Uh, we'll get an update over the uh, you know, progress at Parkview, the brick. There's some decisions that have to be made about uh, we've got – there's some concerns about the brick uh, that has come to us on the site at Parkview. Okay. Uh, the contractor has uh, has some possible solutions for, for that, mm-hmm. we hope. Uh, so the contractor will be there Wednesday night. We'll talk through that before they vote on anything on Thursday night. Um, then uh, we'll spend some time. We're, we're talking to uh, not to let the cat out of the bag here, but it's just exploring the idea of uh, starting a middle college partnership with Ball State, okay. which is going to be really it could be exciting. But before we spend too much time and energy getting into that, we want to make sure the board members are on that they are on board, right? Uh, that they think this is something we want to do. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about the good, the bad, the ugly that goes along with having a middle <laughs> college. It'll be it's it, that will be a limited. What, what is program. It exactly is a middle college? 
So if, if we opt to go that route, it's very similar to the to what we're doing now with dual enrollment. Uh, we But dual enrollment as it is now, it's kind of a la carte for students. You can choose to take, you know, the dual enrollment, English, math courses, yes. communications, whatever those may be. And we have students every year who graduate with, you know, anywhere from 18 to 30, 32, 33 hours of college credit. Uh, and they can take that whether they're going on to the two-year uh, at, at Vol State mm-hmm. or if they're going to Tech or a four-year university. Uh, my son's at University of Tennessee Chattanooga as a freshman this year, and his credits from uh, the dual enrollment his junior and senior year transferred with him to uh, UTC. Good. That happens. Uh, there's an articulation agreement for all U- University of Tennessee uh, state schools uh, where we accept the, dual, the uh, junior college credit. So uh, that we're doing now, if we go the middle college route, most of the classes for a junior and senior will be actually on campus at Vol State and not at their school. They'll Uh, still be tied to uh, Cooper High School, Upperman High School, Monterey High (laughs) School, but the classes would be on campus, and the student would graduate after two years with 60 hours of community college credit, and they would have uh, an actual associate's degree. Wow. Uh, and there's two pathways that we're looking at, a mechatronics and then an AAS. I think it's AAS. It's the just general curriculum mm-hmm. uh, degree, which uh, an associate's degree from uh, Vol State Uni- University as well as their high school diploma wow. from the Putnam County School System. Uh, a lot goes into that, yeah. a lot to discuss. But uh, Sam Brooks and his team at Vital, they're all over it. They're great uh, working with Vol State, and they're going to present all this to the school board Wednesday evening. Uh, so that will be the bulk of our work session, and then we'll spend a few minutes with just a quick update on where we are on the new strategic plan, and, and we'll have more of an update on the strategic plan progress at the January session. And then, of course, the board meeting on Thursday, which by the time you get out of the work session, you go to the board meeting. The board meetings have been awesome because they only last about 30 minutes. And then usually <laughs> the highlight of the board meeting is the I Can Make a Difference Absolutely. Award. And I know we don't want to give away who that's going to be this time, but uh, that's always something great. And the fact that the school board does that, they recognize somebody in the school system every board meeting. It just makes that more special. It, it does. And we, we have so many people that need recognition within the school system. It takes a lot of people to make make it work. Uh, around here and have, just help things run and our board is great to recognize them we have staff that recognizes people and and it's kind of fun because we try to get them there without telling them why they're there they think they're coming to present something for work and yeah. then they get this award and their fa- turn around behind them yeah, and their, their family, family snuck in, in the, the back, back. yeah know? yeah that, that that is a fun time during the board meetings and we'll have that uh, and then uh, just jump right into the, the meeting so the board members hopefully will feel good about what they're voting on and get their questions out in the work session so we can move right through the meeting. And a great cohesion among this board that they just they get the job done. There's not a whole lot of squabbling. I mean, they really just go about their business. They do. We've been very, very lucky in Putnam County for the, the past several years, mm-hmm. 10, 12 years, uh, of having a board that has worked really well together. And I get to hear the nightmares from uh, all around the state. Uh, and I tell people, they ask, you know, what can we do? And that's one of the best things you can do is elect school board members who care about the students, and that's yeah. what our board is. Right. They're all about the students. Yeah. They're not trying to drive their own personal no, agenda. No personal agendas. They, they don't always agree. Right. You know, and, and you're not people, going to. Right, and people don't always see that, you know, mm-hmm. they, because they work well as a unit. You know, just because we disagree, if this is what's best for the students, and we might have a, a – 4-2 vote or a 5-1 vote, but at the end of the day, they all go with it, and, and they're not out here, well, I didn't agree with that, I can't believe, that's not how they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the board decision, 
Uh, it's what the majority felt. And again, it's really looking at what's best for the students, and it's all students, not just the area they represent. And that's something I really appreciate about our board is they look at a district-wide. They want opportunities mm-hmm. for students. It doesn't matter where they attend school. They want equal access, equal opportunities. It's hard to do yeah. because kids and schools are coming from such different backgrounds. Our board is really working hard to make sure that we have those opportunities for everybody. And it's something that I appreciate. And I hope, you know, we've got a, three board members that will be up for reelection next year. I, I would love to see them be reelected. I think they're all going to run again. Good. Uh, I hope they do because their heart is with the students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're engaged, they're involved, they're in the community. Uh, they hold us accountable. I mean, you know that you're in some of those meetings. Yeah. They expect a lot out, out <laughs> sure of us. Do. Yeah, they do. Uh, they should. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what they pay us to do. They want us to make sure we're following the policy and enforcing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, there's a lot of pressure there sometimes, but it's good pressure to make sure we're fo- we're following their intent. And I think that's why we do so well in the school system. Yep. You're listening to Local Matters with Corby King, the director of Putnam County Schools. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. This is Local Matters. I'm Buddy Pearson, and we are talking with Corby King. Corby, let's jump right into it and get your opinion on what you think is the biggest issue in public education today. Now, we're talking about here in Putnam County. We can also talk about the state of Tennessee, maybe our nation, but we're talking about public education in general. What do you see is the biggest issue? It's hard to pick one, yeah. uh, but I, I'm going to try to start you know, local, but it's not just a local issue. This is a state and, and national issue. Uh, the primary issue facing all of us in public education is uh, lack of qualified teachers interested in joining the profession. Mm. Wow. Uh, we have more staff shortages, and this is we're all facing that. Uh, there are fewer and fewer students who are entering uh, colleges of education, teacher prep programs, uh, graduating with a degree. Now, we, we've been fortunate here in Putnam County with Tech in our back door. We have a great partnership with Tech. Right. Uh, and we're able to catch students because they, they student teach in our buildings. So we're in a little better uh, position than some of our neighbors. But most kids who leave the College of Education are looking to go back home. They want to go back where right. they went to school or they want to go back near home. That's where, you know, maybe their their fiancé's from or be back near parents, whatever that may be, but there's a pull to uh, go back home. Well, they're comfortable there. I mean, there's a familiarity. So that happens a lot, but but we do keep a lot of families, just like my wife and I. You know, we student taught here, came to Tech, met here. Neither of us are from Cookville, but this is where we wanted to be and raise a family. So there is a draw. There is an attraction to that here in Putnam County, Mm -hmm. and we reap those benefits, and that helps us. 
we have more teachers on a waiver or a permit than we've ever had, and that's someone with a four-year degree who has an interest in teaching uh, but didn't go through the College of Education, but we're able to hire them. Yeah. You know, Maybe someone with an architect or an engineer background that wants to teach math, and they're good. They have that background. Or uh, maybe some related science degree, and they want to come back and teach a science you know, course at the high school level. We're hiring people on those who have that four-year degree. Right. We've got several in the system right now. I don't know that number off the top of my head, but we have several. And But they have to agree to go back to get the education degree. So it's a continuing education on top of just being a first-year teacher, mm-hmm. which is not what everybody thinks it is. It's, it's very challenging. Yeah, uh, there, There's a lot that goes on in the classroom. There's a lot they don't tell you in, in ed prep programs. There's a lot you just have to learn on your own. Uh, the paperwork is immense. Uh, the things you have to track and keep up with on top of, you know, whether you're in an elementary classroom with 20 students or a high school classroom where you say 150 kids a day, mm-hmm. there's so much responsibility when you're saying I'm responsible for these kids, these students, and their learning for today. There's so much time planning prep that goes into that paperwork. Uh, people just see the time off. Uh, and that's not I'll be even a teacher. Like I'll get my summers off. That's yeah. it. Which somebody <laughs> lied to us along the way because yeah. that's all I heard as a young, young teacher is, "Hey, you got yeah. summers off." You got off. summers off. You know, where, I'm 25 years in. I'm still not sure where those summers <laughs> off are. Uh, we, I say that you know, 25 years ago when I started, we did not have the stress and pressure we have today. Sure. And and then we did get more time off and time away. Right. Uh, but we didn't have the accountability measures, and you didn't have. Uh, people at the state level telling us that we were failing. And now you've got this national narrative, and it's even in our state, that public schools are failing. And look at the data. Look at what we're looking at. That's just not true. Mm -hmm. We are doing good work in the school system. The students are learning. They're performing. When they use that data to compare us on an international level, you have to remember people on that international level are not testing everybody that walks in the door. True. They're, they're choosing, you know, their best and brightest. Yeah. Well, guess what? Our best and brightest are right there with them. Yeah. Uh, but we have students who come from different backgrounds in, in, in the United States in Tennessee and Putnam County. We educate every student that walks in the door, right. regardless of their background, regardless of who comes in, whatever that may be, we're providing uh, an education for them. And mm-hmm. that's what it should be. Our communities are stronger because of that. We want that. Uh, but it, it every, we, we come from different places. So uh, some have more struggles than others and more discipline. Uh, discipline is another issue that, we, that we're facing. You know, students uh, coming out of the pandemic, we talked about that briefly in the first segment, but it's a thing here as well. Uh, that two-year, three-year, you know, the, the lack of, you know, daycare accessibility, right. everyone being at home, everyone wearing the mask, Students didn't learn some of those uh, inter, you know, interpersonal skills, the relationship skills that are necessary uh, to be successful in the classroom. So we have more social-emotional issues when they come in. But even in our young, young you know, kindergarten, first, second graders, those students have more significant behavior issues than what they had prior to the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, this has been coming for a while, and it's taking time. Now, I think we'll swing that pendulum back, and we'll get a grasp on it. But we're having to change how we do things mm-hmm. uh, as a result of this. And it, it presents real challenges in our elementary schools. Uh, we're having to keep students in class that have more significant behavior issues than what we did when I was a classroom teacher. And, you know, my wife reminds me often, I've been out 15 years out of the classroom in right. an administration. So I've been involved. I'm there. I'm in it every day. But I'm not in that classroom environment with the students. Right. And things I could do 
from a discipline standpoint 15 can't, years no, ago is a little tougher anymore. now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we could look at a kid right. and tell him, hey, you get out in the hall. You right. know, hey, I'll be out and I'll meet with yeah, you in we, a minute. we were in school, was, you know, you get paddled. That's and then, right. Yeah, it was nothing to get three you know, lakes for, you know, leaving your tennis shoes out in the, you that, know, that's in right. the locker room. I and, mean, it, that's, and it was that way when we yeah. were in school. And, and that had changed even before I became a teacher. Sure. But I could stand a kid out in the hall, and if the principal walked by, there was going to be something there. Right. Uh, or I could go out, and I could address the kid, and we go, we're going to call mom, we're going to call dad. Well, now it's a little tougher sometimes to get in touch with mom or dad. And when you do, you're not real sure what the reaction is going to be on the other side of that phone line. Yeah. Where when I called mom or dad, it's, thank you for calling, Mr. King. I'll take care of this when yeah. I get home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and you know and which it, kids it, are that way. It was way, taken care of, yeah. And it was taken care of. <laughs> yeah. And now it's, well, what did, what did you do or what did the other kid do? He got spurred on or she got spurred on. You know, somebody caused that and yeah. what's happening to the other kid rather than what did my kid do. Mm-hmm. And those pre- present challenges to us as well. So uh, we we have challenges in that narrative around that we're trying to push some political agenda uh, that you hear on the national media. <laughs> that's just not us. Right. That's not what we do. We have state standards. We're going to teach those. We have teachers who are on both sides of the political uh, equation from, you know, from the far left, I'm sure, to the far right. Uh, most, like the general public, are right in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, we're not trying to push that agenda in the classroom. We encourage students to think, to learn. Uh, you have to teach the history as it is. I was a history teacher. You teach it. You put it out there. Uh, you want students to think and learn. You encourage the diverse opinions. Uh, you, you encourage you know them to explore their own right. uh, thoughts. But you know, history is history. It's what it is. We got to teach it. But it's not trying to push an agenda. Yeah. Uh, it's not trying to say that we're one side or the other or choosing sides. The kids are coming from different uh, perspectives than we are as adults. We know that. There are things that are out there in the national media that also point against us in the public ed. But we're doing good work. Those Absolutely. things just aren't happening in the classrooms like what you might hear when you turn on the TV. Yep. So it, you might have a bad apple every now and then. If it happens, okay, we'll deal with it. Right. We'll address it. But that's not every day. That's Corby King. I'm Buddy Pearson. You're listening to Local Matters. This is Local Matters. I'm Buddy Pearson. We're talking with Corby King. And Corby, you touched on in the last second about teachers and a lack of teachers today. What is Putnam County doing? What can we do to encourage more teach more people to go into the teaching profession? The the number one thing everyone points to is teacher pay. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we are working on actively. Our school board is actively engaged in, in improving our teacher pay and compensation packages. Uh, we have to be competitive across the state. You hear in the governor's message, he his goal of increasing teacher pay to $50,000, the minimum starting salary, $50,000 a year by 26-27. Uh, this year in Putnam County, we're up to 46500 The state minimum is We have never been at the state minimum Putnam, or in the 25 years I've been in Putnam County. We have never been at the state minimum. Okay. We don't want to be at the state right. minimum. You want to be above that. There are very few systems who are at the state minimum. Uh, because it's hard to recruit teachers. So so that's one thing our board is actively doing, is trying to make sure our compensation is competitive with uh, others comparable districts, You know, yes. not those around us, but also comparable districts. Um, is it enough for the job and, and the new expectations? There's so much more pressure and mm-hmm. accountability than there was uh, 15 and 20 years ago. No, it's, it's still not enough. A four-year degree, the time that's required, everything that goes into it, 
uh, it's a step in the right direction. Right. And, and I'm hoping it's one we're going to continue to have those conversations and put money back in. I hope that our county commissioners are, will get on board with the state and the governor and when we need money to continue increasing and improving salaries and benefits, that that will continue to happen. I know our board's committed to that. So that's one. The biggest thing is the environment. I think more so than even the pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the accountability in the environment. I think, you know, from the state level, that we need to understand what when, when you're putting this accountability on our teachers, what we're saying and what we're looking at and what are we truly trying to measure because there's still a disconnect. Uh, when you're painting this broad br- brush and you're saying, oh, well, our public schools are failing because – you know, 60% of your students aren't reading or aren't meeting expectations. Right. Well, one, that test didn't measure reading. Yeah, It measured all these ELA standards and that particular grade level and what we're doing. And you, the standardized test, we all know the research is very clear that when you take a standardized test and you're looking at a certain level of expectations, your students coming from higher socioeconomic backgrounds are going to outscore and outperform those who don't. Well, in Putnam County, 50 to 52% of our students uh, are living uh, in economically disadvantaged. They're, mm-hmm. they're you know, below the what would be recognized as the poverty line. Right. Uh, so we are a community of haves and have-nots to an extent, and that's, that gap is widened, actually. So let's look at what we're truly measuring, trying to measure, and not use the data against us. But that type of accountability puts a lot of pressure on teachers because they do have control over some of that, but not as much as what you want to say. Well, you didn't teach them. That's not, that's not true. Right. That's not what it's measuring. So we have to change the environment on the accountability side. Uh, we talked about the discipline. Sure. We have to change the environment around that, that discourse between parents and teachers. And again, that's not all parents. I'm, I don't want to. I don't need to paint that broad brush. Right. I, I mean, we're both coming, parents. We know. That's right. I mean, we know how it goes. I, I don't want that to come across that way in this interview either, because yeah. the majority of parents are very supportive. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and the majority, when the teachers actually pick the phone up and call, I know there's a hesitation. They get a little nervous, but when they pick it up, they find supportive parents on the other end. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what we need. Social media is killing us at times because you know people get on and they ran on social media i can't believe this happened at school today yes. and they only got part of the story yes. you get to deal with that in the yeah. communication side <laughs> sure do isn't that fun and That's it's great. only part of the story and then I, I love when i get those texts from you and it's like well hey did you not no i didn't know that happened let's yeah. see what what's going on here yeah so typically when we trace it down and the parents a lot of times will will oh i'm sorry i didn't mean I, i'll take that down but it, it, the damage is already done at that point it's yes. already out there somebody's already been drugged through the mud and we only had part of the story right uh do things happen that shouldn't it, absolutely sure do we need to address things and cl- absolutely and there's a process for that to there happen is. uh but over overall everyone people want to do good mm-hmm. uh, we want students to be happy we want them to learn the teachers you know want to enjoy their job they want to come to work i think you know we fix those things then then we can start recruiting teachers back into the profession yeah so you're a high school student right now would you go into education again? I would. Yeah. Knowing knowing what I know, you know, twenty five years in, yeah, I've loved it yeah. uh, along the way at every step. Uh, so, and I think that also something we have to do. Our teachers, our high school teachers, have to encourage our students to go into education. I think so. That was one of the things that helped me. I did not want to be a teacher. Had no yeah. plans. I came to Tennessee Tech to be an engineer. And I should have realized it in my first year at Tennessee Tech. Uh, I think I was distracted a little, but, you know, it wasn't going real well. Uh Uh, My brain just didn't work that way. And I was, you know, I got through some of the general engineering classes and I got into that second year and things still weren't clicking and I was struggling. 
But I'd had a teacher too. Corby, you ought to think about this. Mm-hmm. And then I had some friends. Corby, have you thought about being a teacher? Have you thought about going into education? And I left the engineering side when I should have gone math or something because I had all that completed and jumped to history because that was what I loved when I was in school. Uh, <laughs> not a whole lot of math needed not for a whole history. Lot of, yeah, not in, not no, in there, don't not, need that, and hadn't looked that. at it in yeah. 30 years now, <laughs> maybe 27 years, but still, it's been a long time. And, uh, you know, have loved it every every step along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, the classroom was still the most fun years. Uh, just, you know, interacting with kids every day, being there, uh, it, having that impact, having the ability to kind of help them get through some of the struggles and help them uh, learn how to get along and be better, hopefully be better people. Right. Uh, th- those were things that were fun. That was good. I knew I wanted to go into administration. You know, when I early on in the classroom, it was so you something did. I did. You know, I uh, skip Overstreet. If you remember, Mister Overstreet, oh, yeah, I remember had, Skip. You know, I was in my third, fourth year to be a, be a team leader, which was kind of as a young teacher that was like that was cool. Yeah. You know, recognized. And I was teaching with veteran teachers. What I realized, they just didn't want to do all the paperwork yeah. that came with it. But <laughs> I enjoyed, you know, having to organize, put that stuff together, uh, making some decisions. And, and that prompted me to go ahead and get the degree moving into administration, uh, which is kind of a big puzzle. It's a problem solver. It's You're doing something different every day. Right. I, I've enjoyed that yeah. along the way. Absolutely. Uh, you get a lot more he- headaches, a lot of challenges. You get to deal with the negative. But I... You you remember this? I officiated baseball and basketball Absolutely. for over twenty years. Yeah. You know, high school and and the summer leagues. Uh, best preparation for this job I had. Oh yeah, uh, because Six you learn. Can. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You learn how to let it roll. You deal with people. You yep. you go on. So those those when you had those mad and it's really more frustrated uh, parents in those situations. You didn't take it. You learned to not take things personally. Uh, so so I've enjoyed my career. At, at every step, and I would encourage that, and I would tell my own children that I've got you know the one that's a freshman, one's a junior in high school. Their mom and I are both teachers. Julie's still in the classroom, still in educate. You know, yeah. uh, they if they wanted to go that route, we encourage them. It's a good career. I wish you know my daughter, I think, would be excellent. Uh, my son would have to have a little more patience, but I think he could <laughs> he could do it. Uh, neither of them have that desire right now, yeah. and, and that's okay. Sure, uh, but it, but if they did, I would encourage them to do so. Well, and that brings up uh, you know what my next question was: is you're the, the the director of Putnam County Schools, you have a wife who's in the system, you have a daughter who's currently in the system, and a son who just graduated yes. in the system. It's not like you get away from it when you get home. Not at all. Yeah. And, and, and now my wife and I have have the the separation of church and state rule at home. Okay. We're, we're not talking about we're not talking about this. When she comes home and she starts, eh, and then I and then I get I'm like and I start back and yeah. she's like, well, you're not the boss right now. You're not. The, I'm like, I'm not trying to be. I'm just saying this is what we're doing. So so we we learned uh, several years ago. We, we just don't talk about that at home. Yeah. Uh, the kids don't really want to talk about it a whole lot at home. Uh, I, I am lucky that you know both of my kids are, are pretty self motivated. They've been good students, and I mm-hmm. and I recognize that and, and the talents there. But they do the work. We don't have to stay on them. We set the expectation. You know, when they started school, come in, get the work done. Mm-hmm. They they know what our expectation is, and we've been lucky that they've done that. Um, so we, we just don't have to talk a whole lot about school, but if something's going on, I do get to hear about it and they come home. Can you believe this? And this is what so-and-so and what this teacher and what that day. I'm like, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't believe that happened today. <laughs> but you know, you, you do get, uh, maybe a perspective because you have kids, uh, one now in the system that other administrators don't have. Uh, and because you can actually hear and you know 
what's happening in the schools. It does. And, you know, sometimes that's good and bad. It is. Because we see the good things that are happening. Right. Uh, But also when I'm like, you know, I know from our office we said this is what we're going to do. And then when I see what my kids are bringing home, that's not what we're doing. Uh, that gets frustrating at times. And then I know the principals probably get frustrated because I'm like, don't tell me that that's what we're doing because I'm seeing the work. I see what's coming home. Uh, so we're going, what are we going to do? Fix this. Yeah. You know, uh, though, those can be challenging at times. And I try not to do that. I don't want to put uh, my kids in that spot or their teachers or uh, the principal because I'm a parent like everyone else. Right. Uh, but, it, but it does get frustrating at times, but it's also good because mm-hmm. we get to see the good and the bad. And with my son, who's now uh, at UTC, you know, we're, we're only a half semester in here. He's at midterms. But um, so far, you know, I feel like we have prepared him well hmm. to b- move away from home, to take courses at the university level. He's not it's not like he's lost. He's doing well. He's keeping up. He gets it where they are. Um, so I feel like from the school system side, we did our job to prepare him uh, for that experience. Great. So uh, we just have a little time left. This is the last week before fall break. Two weeks off. Uh, do you have big plans for fall break? Absolutely. So for, for my wife and I, for our family, uh, we take our vacation. I probably shouldn't have said that on air. Uh, <laughs> we we take our vacation. Uh, Don't fall. worry. We'll handle everything in Central <laughs> off. Don't worry about it. I don't it. ever so, worry about that. Yeah. No, no, my neighbors will be home. No. Uh, we we, uh, we do. We, 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 ha- we get a house sitter because we got animals, and it's just cheaper to get a house sitter than it is to uh, yeah. – take them and board them but uh yeah we we do our family vacation fall break rather the summer's really busy around our office you see that so it's hard for me to get away i ever thought it would be yeah it's hard for me to get away in the summer uh so we we take our vacation fall break so uh at least uh, my wife and daughter and i we're gonna head head out saturday morning ross is in school he's not gonna make (laughs) sorry bud we're (laughs) headed to the beach you're on the beach (laughs) uh but but yes we're, we're ready to get away for a few days and unplug and hopefully leave my phone at the at the house and I'm going to the beach, and that's where I'll be. <laughs> so. All right. Well, enjoy yourself. Thank you so much for being with us on my very first episode. Congratulations. Yes. Hey, we'll have to tell Dr. Bell, you did well. We got through. We made it to the first one. We didn't mess too much up. No, no. Everything's <laughs> oh. good. Yeah. good. Corby King, the director of Putnam County Schools, with us. Thank you so much for being with us. That's going to do it for Local Matters for this week. I'm Buddy Pearson, and we'll see you again next week.